You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hey, everybody. Justin here, along with uh, the cousins, Derek and Tyler. So a lot of things have happened since we've last met. Uh, Clemson won a national title where they whooped the shit out of Alabama. That was kind of fun to see, unless you uh, bet on Alabama like some people did around here. Uh, Clemson also got to chill out and eat some Big Macs with the president. So that's pretty cool, right? <laughs> Would you guys eat a McRib with uh, the president the White House? I wouldn't, yeah. eat a McRib. I-, I wouldn't eat a McRib at my own house. I- <laughs> Hell no, I'm not going to the White House to eat a McRib. Oh, come on. I'd eat a McRib anywhere. McRibs are just the bum diggity. That's gourmet gourmet food in my house. Oh, yeah. Just hold the onions. But, you know, looking (laughs) at... (laughs) But, you know, looking at the success that Dabo Sweeney has had, you know, he's rivaling uh, Nick Saban there for the best head coach in college football right now, doing some really great things, and he just kind of came onto the scene. So... All of this had us, had me thinking. It's like, do you think Scott Frost can reproduce this type of success that uh, Dabo Sweeney has? Uh, Tyler, what do you think about Dabo Sweeney? Well, I mean, I think you look at the Clemson model. I mean, Clemson is not a historical powerhouse. I mean, Clemson is a program that really, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, was kind of a bottom dweller. They're not, they weren't a powerhouse for a while. Um, you know, Terry Bowden never really had much success down there. Um, and what Davos Sweeney has done is remarkable. So I think there's a lot Frost can, and the Huskers can look at, at the Clemson model and hope to duplicate. Derek, what did you see out of that team? Well, you know, out of that, out of this team, I, I, they, I mean, they look great. Uh, but, but as far as the Davos Sweeney part goes, you know, he also has uh, their only losing season like in the last 20 years. At six and seven, and that was in his second year in 2010. And just so everybody knows, I don't know if anybody, anybody else realizes this, but his record against Nebraska is 0 and 1. So Nebraska's got that going. <laughs> Damn right. <clears throat> so, what are some of the things that Dabo Sweeney has done to really cement his legacy, though? And is Scott Frost, is the things that he's doing, is it that far off? So, so one of the things I think Dabo Sweeney has done at Clemson is he's put a very stable coaching staff around him. I mean, I think you look at that, you look especially at the offensive side of the ball, you know, their quarterback coach, Brandon Streeter, is the newest coach, and he's been there for three years. Um, Justin Ross, the wide receiver that had a great game in the national championship, who's from Alabama, said the reason why he took Clemson over Alabama was because of the coaching stability. So I think Frost has already shown he is a loyal guy. I think his coaches will be loyal to him. I look for this coaching staff to have a lot of stability and you've seen at Clemson that that pays dividends when you look at long term. One of the things that I've... Tyler, who, who did you say was their 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 least experienced coach or their coach they've had the least amount of time? On the offensive side, Brandon Streeter. Uh, they've had one that was only that was only in his second year. Their D line coach Tony uh, Bates. 
on but, offense. I was saying on the well, offensive okay. side. That's overall, though. I mean, even overall, yeah. the whole defensive staff, they've got one coach that was in his second year. Uh, they got co-offensive coordinators. One guy's been there for eight years. The other guy's been there for 11 years. They've both been the co-offensive coordinators for four years. Brent Venables, our defensive coordinator, has been there for seven years. Yeah, you're right, Tyler. This, this, the, the continuity that this coaching staff has uh, built over the, over the last 15, 20, 15 years or so has been, has been great. One of the things that I found fascinating uh, was looking at the success of this Clemson team is I just kind of assumed that they've been really, really knocking it out of the park recruiting-wise, you know? And when I started to look at this, you know, going back the last 17, 18 years, they really haven't been a top-10 team. Uh, it looks like just four of the four years since 2001, they've even had a top-10 recruiting class but you know they're sitting there just in the mid-teens you know 20s and stuff that's that really surprises me Tyler do you have a take on that well I think you're 100 percent right I mean there, there's this perception that Clemson has just been this recruiting powerhouse for you know for the last while and that's how they got there and, and you've proven right that that is not the facts I think what's interesting about if you look in the recruitings is they have done a really good job of not missing on higher recruits. Um, you know, they had brought one of the uh, Dabo's really first big recruits he brought in the clubs. It was CJ Spiller, who was a hell of an All American. And you look back at the last two coaching staffs in particular, uh, a lot of their high profile recruits didn't nail. Um, you know, in taking this into what Frost has done, you know, right off the bat, you know, one of Frost's biggest recruits that he brought in Nebraska last year, Adrian Martinez obviously has hit and he's proven this himself there i mean i think frost has showed early that these guys that he's bringing in that the top recruits are gonna hit um obviously it's a really small sample size but you know if frost could do that he can build that momentum that Dabo did eventually get to these top tier classes derek do you have thoughts on the recruiting yeah i mean you know you look at what terry bowden was doing okay he was getting top 15 classes pretty consistently and, and, and you know he was kind of stuck in the Bo Pelini spot where he was winning mediocre years where he's winning eight nine games every year and then he resigned when he went three and three and oh eight and then uh Davo Sweeney took over and ended up going four and three the rest of the season uh but when when Sweeney took over Sweeney took over he did not do that well recruiting I mean his first first class was 36 his second class was 27th and then after the wins started coming all of a sudden, his, his recruiting classes started picking up better and better, and I think that's something you're going to see with Frost too. Is like he's going to start winning games, and that's I'm hoping that starts this year. But the more he starts winning games, the the more the recruiting is going to come around the corner. So before Dabo Sweeney became the head coach, I believe he was the recruiting coordinator at Clemson for a few years. So he was he was probably should get credit for some of those higher. Uh, classes before he was coach you know i mean coaching changes always kind of you know it's kind of slip up a little bit but uh I, he's he's got to get credit for those good recruiting classes i think uh speaking of recruiting uh let's get in, let's get this uh, nebraska related there's been a lot of recruiting things going on in nebraska a lot of interesting stuff uh tyler do you want to take it well i, I mean i think um you know, the the big thing, I guess the most recent relevant news is Dedrick Mills, um, a kid that we really didn't think uh, 
was going to be able to come to Nebraska because grades, academics, whatever, has officially signed his letter. Um, he doesn't look like he'll enroll till uh, um, summer, but this kid is coming. Um, he immediately adds some depth to our running back, which is a position group that we definitely need running back depth. Um, and that that's going to be a huge uh, addition to this recruiting class. Derek? Well, I, I agree. Uh, I, to me, I thought that the, probably the biggest news that came out was uh, in Rivals, Ty Robinson jumped up from 146 to 91st, about best recruit in the country, and Wondell Robinson jumped from, I think, 96 to 61st. So now we got two, two, two rival recruits in the top 100, uh, just helping our recruiting class out that much better. We got some more, a couple more four star guys that I, man, no, that, uh, Noah Pola Gates, I'm, I'm probably butchering his name, I'm sure, but, uh, big four star, probably biggest recruit out there right now that Nebraska's after. He is now a 91% crystal ball projection to come to Nebraska. And if we get him, I believe we'll probably get his cousin, Matthew Pola Mayow which is another defensive tackle. They're cousins. They're both four stars, both out of Arizona. I think they're kind of a package deal. So if we get one, I think we're probably going to get both of them, I'm hoping, because it would be great to add two two more four stars to this class. God, that'd give, me, that'd give us a huge boost. Tyler? Well, no, I, I think, you know, Derek's right. And, I mean, uh, you know, I'm absolutely psyched um, about the potential of getting Noah. Um, I, I, you know, I don't want to gush over him until he gets here, but I mean, I think he has the potential to be our best player out of this recruiting class. Uh, more on that as it comes by. And then, as Derek talked about, Matthew Poa, um, Pola Mayo, who's his cousin, um, I mean, that kid is the number 17th defensive tackle, according to rivals. Um, I think defensive tackle is a position group that we could use another commit out of um, in this recruiting cycle. I think we've got some good players there, but. Um, some good young players, but I think he is a guy that can definitely clog the middle, and he's definitely going to be that true freshman mold, um, or he's going to be the he's going to be able to commit that, be able to come in and really help out. So, um, no, I, I I think that's two good additions. Um, you know, another guy that looks like we're in a recruiting battle for with uh, UCLA is Charles. I'm going to butcher his last name, but Nuke Norco Norku. Um, Joku, he's, he's, I, I, I'm not sure. Joku, I think. I think the end's silent, but it may I'm not sure. But I mean, the kid is the number 56 uh, wide receiver in the country, and I, I think wide receivers is still a huge need in this recruiting class. Um, and I think he could be a kid that could definitely come in and definitely give us some more depth there. You're, you're right. First off, his brother, I can't remember his brother's name, is a tight end that plays for uh, the Cleveland Browns right now. So his brother's already in the NFL. To, to, to show you how much, how, much, how much of an athlete this guy probably is, uh, he's six foot five, 200 pounds as a receiver. I, I don't know. Maybe they might end up trying to move him into a tight end spot. Either he's a big-bodied receiver that we're missing with uh, Stanley Morgan gone. So, yeah, I think I, I, I would love to get him. They're also they're also in the running for that John Bivens, who I kind of thought they would just run away from after after Mills signed, but it sounds like they're still planning on bringing him on a visit. I believe this weekend, he's another big bodied running back. He's six one, two hundred and five pounds, kind of kind of a speed little speedy guy, but big and strong, kind of like kind of like a Zigbo was. I don't know if he'll be as good as a Zigbo, but kind of that style running back at least. 
So if you look at this as a positions of need, you're talking about bringing in another running back in a class that has four running backs signed already. Uh, bring in another guy. What other positions of need uh, should we be targeting, Derek? My number one is either defensive ends or outside linebackers. We need a pass rush. I don't know where we're going to get it from. I'd really like to see a pass rush be generated without sending six guys. Uh, we have another outside linebacker, uh, Dylan Jordan, that they're after. He's down in Kansas. Uh, sounds like he's a pretty good get. He, he would be a pretty decent get. Uh, I, I think I think we need to find something to generate a pass rush more, and we need to worry about anything else. Myself. Do you agree, Tyler? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, obviously, I think a pass rush is something that is necessary. You know, I, I think you're bringing in uh, Hendricks this year um, or Hendrick this year at middle linebacker. I still think that middle linebacker position is incredibly weak. Um, unfortunately, we're not really targeting many inside backers at this point in the recruiting cycle. Um, no one that I'm seeing or really hearing much buzz about um, is out there for us to do, but I still think that is a position. But, I, guys, I still think wide receiver is a position where we're weak. Um, I kind of hit on that earlier, but I, I am not confident at what we have at wide receiver um, you know, on this roster. I mean, I think we're still a four or five wide receiver roster. I think you're going to have to move one of our running backs to wide receiver just to be able to fill out a full rotation. Um, I, I still think we need to bring more speed and more depth into that position group. We have, what, one wide receiver plus uh, Nance as an athlete. Uh, I'm sorry, Darian Chase. Uh, Darian Chase is going to play what, Tyler? I, he, I, he projects mostly to a wide receiver, so you'd expect him there. Okay. And then we all saw what Wandale Robinson did. And uh, what? Uh, help me out here. What, what game is that? The U.S. Army game? Or the Army All-American game. Army All-American game. Thank you. Uh, we all saw what he did there. Is that guy, is he going to be a wide receiver at Nebraska? I, I still think he's probably going to line up all over the place, but it's probably going to be predominantly on wide receiver. I think he'll probably be in the slot a lot, probably playing the duck R position that Scott Frost loves so much. I think that's what he kind of recruited this kid for. Tyler? Yeah. You know, I, I hear this, like, you know, I, I got in this little argument, and, and they were talking like, well, you, you're too centric on positions. You know, kids can play all over, and I don't like that. If the kid doesn't ever carry the ball, he's not a running back. Like, he's a wide receiver. Yeah, he can motion out of the backfield, but if he doesn't, if he carries the ball twice a game and he catches the ball eight times, he's a wide receiver. Like, that, yeah, right, receivers can carry the ball. J.D. Spielman does from now and then. He's clearly a wide receiver. Um, on the question, what is Robinson? Man, it's like 50-50 in my book. I think a lot depends on how much weight can he gain to keep the speed. Um, if he could put on some muscle, I think he could definitely play running back. But the need at both positions are there. Um, but watching that All-American game, I mean, you definitely... It looks like they were playing him at wide receiver in that game. That's the position he played at. So... I, I don't know. That changed my perspective because I thought he was going to come in and play a running back for us. I think all of us assume that he is going to play considerable amount of time this year, right? So here's my question to you guys. Will Wandale Robinson have more receptions in his first year or will he have more rushing attempts? 
I'd say receptions. Uh, I think even if he's in the backfield more, I think they'll throw him out some screens more than anything. Tyler? Yeah, I'm going to say carries. Really? Again, it's 50-50 right now. I think that you look at what – if you went to wide receiver or in that position, I think if he is that running back, he is – the likely number two running back on this roster next year. Um, if, if Maurice wash, if he just fills what Maurice Washington does from carries, I mean, he is going to finish second on the team and he's going to definitely carry the ball more than he'll get passes thrown to him. So, um, I, I subject to change on this one, but on the spot, I would say I expect him to definitely get, I would expect him to get more carries next year. All right. Well, uh, before we get out of here, uh, well, I, 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 I'm sorry. Right. Just I, I wanted to throw one more thing on recruiting. So we threw out a few names. Um, you know, Noah Polo Gates. Um, you know, uh, and, and Matthew Polo Mayo. Um, just a couple of them. If we got both of them, there is a very good chance Nebraska finishes in 24 sevens top 20 recruiting classes. And, and and I just want to kind of take it back to the Dabo Sweeney thing. You know, if you look back and you say, okay, where did Dabo Sweeney, and Derek kind of hit on this a little bit, but if you look back on, like, what Dabo Sweeney did, um, there, I mean, that's really on par of how he started doing it. He started putting top 20 recruiting classes. I didn't believe in Frost as the recruiter, um, but a top 20 class this year would be a huge, huge step in the right direction of getting us to where we want to go. Well, right now, Rivals already has us at 18, and I assume with those pickups of those guys right there that we would already be pushing close to 15, 16, 15, right? Uh, that's I, that's I, huge. Well, yeah, I mean, Rivals doesn't have the same functionality with the cal- class calculator, but um, no, I mean, I think that would be a definitely a huge, huge win if we put up a talent like that. And I mean, we've got some stars on this class. I really believe that. Yeah, we do. Derek, you wanted to get in here. Well, yeah, we talked about Noah Polagates. I'm just the last thing on him. So he's supposed to announce at the Polynesian Bowl, which is played in Hawaii, in case anybody wasn't real sure of that. But uh, is anybody planning on watching this? And if so, have you seen the time that it's coming on on CBS Sports? No, what time? Well, it's 7 to 10 on uh, for uh, Hawaiian time, which I believe makes it like 11 o'clock in Central Time. The game starts at 11 o'clock. I will wake up and I will see the results if he committed or not, because there is no chance I'm staying up to watch that game. It is on a Saturday, but I doubt I stay up and watch it either. Yeah, good point. Just check Twitter the following morning. They'll already have all the highlights uh, taken out for you. Uh, All right. Uh, Anything else on recruiting before uh, we get into last call? All right. Let's get in the last call. Last call to you, Tyler. Uh, you know, my last call it goes out to some college transfers. Um, you know, the, the big one today being Jalen Hurts has decided to go to Oklahoma. Um, that's a huge gift from Lincoln Riley and the Sooners. Um, you know, and, and I think this is actually potentially an interesting thing because I believe he has two years left of eligibility. Am I right on that? Or is he got one? I think it's just one. It's just, just one. one. He would have had two if he had transferred this year. I, I'm sorry. Well, that's good because Nebraska escapes playing him next year against Oklahoma. And Maryland was a Vegas favorite. And uh, 
We don't have to worry about him going to Maryland. Derek? We don't play in Oklahoma next year. We play a crap schedule next year. In two years. I meant meant not this upcoming season, two seasons from now. Yeah, but we don't play him in 2020 either. We don't play Oklahoma until 2021, which would be three seasons from now. I'm right, then. Tyler just got out of the transfer portal. He doesn't know what year it is. I guess. Uh, That's Faux Faux Polini's tweet. You you know, the whole whole thing with all the transfers, I mean, free agency's begun, boys. Uh, You got uh, what's-his-bucket from Clemson transferring to Missouri. Missouri, uh, Actually, Clemson lost two, four- or five-star quarterbacks this year. One of them was... uh, the kid going to Northwestern, and the other one was is going to Mizzou. So they got they're, I mean, I don't I don't know what their quarterback depth looks like. I'm assuming they're probably okay, but they lost two quarterbacks transferring out this year. Uh, Georgia lost Justin Fields, who ended up going to Ohio State, who in turn ended up losing Tathan Martell to go down to Miami. And uh, I really hope that Justin Fields has to sit out a year, and Ohio State just doesn't have a quarterback to play. Damn right. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, this I tell you what, all of these uh, transfers, it's really interesting. It's good. And uh, bring it back to Jalen Hurts, your last call. Good for him. I hope he gets a chance to go up to his former team and whoop the shit out of them in the playoff. I mean, I think that would be just totally fitting that if he could upset Nick Saban uh, in the playoff, whether it's first round or, or in the semis or the finals, whatever. I'll, I'll be. I, I will actually be rooting for Oklahoma in that game. I promise you. Last call to you, Derek. All right. Uh, I kind of forgot my last call was going to be, boys. You guys remember? Iowa players. <laughs> oh, Iowa that's players right. Leaving. Iowa players. TJ Hawkinson was going to leave. I didn't write it down. I'm sorry. Uh, Old age is a bitch, Derek. <laughs> it is. So, so I was drinking too much beer. Uh, so. <laughs> So, all right, so TJ Hawkinson has declared for the NFL draft, taking both of uh, Iowa's tight ends to the NFL draft. Noah Fant already declared uh, earlier, and now TJ Hawkinson, who kicked Nebraska's ass last year, will be gone. I'm liking that more and more. The more players that Iowa can lose, the better off we are and the happier I am. Yeah, and just to add to that, you know, and building off of last segment there or last last call, uh, with Ohio State and the changes at Iowa, you know, things are really shaping up really well for Nebraska's schedule next year. You know, Ohio State wasn't looking too keen, even though we played them close. But you know what? Problems at quarterback. Oh my God. And then Iowa. Come on, man. Come on, Scotty. Do it. Tyler. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, Justin, you kind of took my steam there, but I feel like this last couple of days, Nebraska just like gained like two wins. Iowa just got weaker. We dodged a bullet with Hertz not going to Maryland. Ohio State's quarterbacks in turmoil. Um, you know, I every year I kind of start the off season with thinking, okay, we're gonna win this, and I have a reasonable expectation, and it just every like thing happens, it like goes up a game, it goes up a game, and I feel like this week. Like has kind of put me in a position where I I almost have moved Nebraska up a whole nother win just because of how this week has gone. Absolutely. All right, last call to me. And you know me. I always take Nebraska ball. Hey, 
Nebraska had a big week this week. They got a great road win over number 25, Indiana, and they killed them, 66-51. So that was fun to watch. They didn't choke. So I think Tim Miles, nobody sent out any hateful tweets towards Tim Miles uh, this week, which was cool. Uh, Tomorrow night, number six, Michigan State comes to Lincoln. This is puzzling, guys. Michigan State is one-point favorites right now. What? And Lincoln? Come on, Tyler. Do they realize what our home record has been the last couple of years? Uh, I don't buy it. I don't know where that's coming from. But, no, I mean, that victory against Indiana is arguably our best victory of the season. Uh, Kudos to Miles and the staff on that win. Derek? Well, I was just speaking of our home record. I was just at the uh, last home game against Penn State where we won our School record 20th best at home, which was pretty cool, I thought. Uh, And actually, we have the longest active streak among all Power 5 schools for home wins. So, let's keep it up. Let's keep it up and break the school record. That Penn State win would have been a lot better if they would have covered. But uh, that's another story. All right, guys. Let's get out of here. I don't know when we'll be back next, but uh, be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Our episodes can be found everywhere to include Podbean, iTunes, Spotify. We appreciate any and all feedback, and please share our episodes. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody listening. We'll see you sometime. Go Big Red.